The Money Show. Small business. Pablo Fatidis is the founder at Auric Business Accelerator and experience. What is experience? How do you value it? How do you use it? Where do you find it? And why should you, Pablo Fatidis, from Auric Business Accelerator? You know, just a very quick note, Bruce, on Auric Stark. There's experience for you. So people are going to listen to the story you've just shared about Auric. They'll listen to what Auric said. They're going to look at this transaction and think, wow, he's so lucky. <laughs> and I can tell you, that guy made a decision to be an entrepreneur at a young age. I worked with him at an organization called Enactus, which is a, uh, an NGO. It's a, a, an organization that focuses on deploying uh, entrepreneurial programs and projects at university campuses. It's voluntary. He volunteered to be part of it from the get-go. He rose to lead the chapter out of Stellenbosch University. And after that, he spent time with us at at Auric. And after that, he progressed on to a number of ventures, eventually landing the one that he is now in, that he built and has attained the success. So when you listen to that story, don't think for a minute that it was an easy ride. And don't think for a minute that he was lucky, not even remotely lucky. It's been hard earned and that's what good experience is all about. It's been direct, it hasn't been theoretical and it was practiced through a vision that he was very fortunate to set for himself at a young, young age, way before he was earning his first penny or two. Uh, and it's, I mean, uh, I, we need more time with him. I think we need uh, producers to set him up as a, as a shapeshifter, frankly, because we need to learn from him. We need to learn about the, the overnight success story <laughs> um, of, of, uh, of how you build a business in 30 seconds and flog it to an American investor and uh, uh, go happily into the sunset because nothing beats experience. I mean, the uh, pie, and I quote him often on this particular quote, the economist at Nason's advisory saying, telling young people to start their own business is a cruel hoax um, and as you keep telling us you know most successful small businesses Pablo are founded by people in their 40s who've established their skill they've established their network they've, they understand the environment in which they are can make a difference and off they go um, if you're going to create a successful small business you do need some experience behind you before you do it you don't just go out there and create the next big solution to the world's biggest problems. Not everybody all the time. Not everybody's got a Facebook in them, for example. Oh, and, and I can tell you this much, Bruce. You know, it's, it's quite a contentious uh, topic at the moment because there are a lot of people out there, some uh, younger than you and I, if that's possible, <laughs> a lot younger than you and Babies. I. Babies, yeah. Babies. Yeah, yeah. That, have made, have, that have made a ton of cash. And they've made a ton of cash by gambling on cryptocurrencies and other such opportunities. And when you come into money quickly and when you fall, when you fall into money through luck and, and circumstance, you believe that you might be gifted, you believe that you might have talent, you believe that you might have understood the art and the science of making money. And you might believe that you don't need experience, but yet The right experience holds a lot of promise. It can accelerate opportunities for you. It can solve problems quickly for you. And the way you find it is, well, look for someone, Bruce, who's got gray hair 
who has been doing what they've been doing for 30 or 40 years, or is driving a big BMW or Mercedes or even a Porsche, or can quote from their cell phone that they know the president of America and he has his telephone number, or they've got 17 degrees and some of them are cum laude and some of them are summa cum laude, or they went to Harvard or Stanford and the list goes on. And what does that really mean? Because is that experience? Is that the experience you want? I don't think it is. Not always. Anyway, it does depend on what you want. Don't you want somebody with grey hair, potentially a mm. fancy car, with some time in the game, but if they took their shirt off, you would see scars yeah, exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> pain. And, and the wrinkles you see on their face aren't from age. They come from bitter experience. Bitter, bitter experience. So let's, let's look at how you can evaluate it. So the first thing is time. I mean, would it be fair to say that someone who's been in business for five years and someone who's been in business for 20 years, there's a difference in experience? Absolutely. It doesn't mean that the, the experience of the person in business for five years, though, is any less valuable than the experience of somebody who's been in business for 20. It does depend on what that experience is. It does. So let me ask you this, Bruce. Remember when you first learned to drive a car? Someone <laughs> was stupid enough and brave enough and crazy enough to sit next to you and let you drive around the block once or twice and then go no, to no, a no. quite Do you know how old I week. was? You're probably a lot younger than I anticipate. How old was I, do you think? Well, you were brought up on a farm, so uh -huh. you, probably learned, <laughs> you probably learned to drive at about 11 or 12 years of age. Eight. Probably on a tractor. <laughs> there we go. At a very, very young age. At, at the age of eight. Um, yeah, and I wasn't allowed to change gears, but I had to put in the clutch and I could then do the transition because the gears were beyond me and they were too, I couldn't reach the gears and the pedals at the same time. Um, but yeah, uh, farm roads, it was a different world. Uh, but yes, I mean, sorry, back to, back, back to your so, point. So you learned to drive, right? And if you remember, Bruce, in the very, very early stages, and most of us will remember when we learned to drive, we had this massive, steep, learning curve. And after about a month or two months or three months or maybe six months or maybe a year, depending on your confidence, you in the back of your mind somewhere said, you know what, I've got this, I've got it under control. And if you think about how far back that was, and yet today or yesterday when you last drove your car to work or to the shops and back home, do you remember that drive at all? Or do you simply just drive with your mind occupying on other things because you've got this, you've got that experience, right? Got you. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm agreeing. Yes. All right. So now, rate yourself as a driver. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate yourself as a driver? Why you've are you asking me all these questions? I hope these are rhetorical. <laughs> no, no, no. I want a real answer. 1 to 10. Give me a number. I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, Adrian Gore does this quite often. They say at Discovery, they test people and everybody they test is considerably above average <laughs> in intelligence and good looks and everything else. And it's just the basic human nature. We think we're considerably better. But in the real world, 
I'm probably a seven driver, if I'm going to be perfectly frank. As long as it doesn't affect my insurance premiums, I'll own up to that. <laughs> no one's listening. <laughs> well, certainly not your Everyone. insurer. Everyone. So you're a seven. You're a seven out of ten. You're a seven out of ten. And I want to now. So compare yourself now, Bruce, to Lewis Hamilton, who's consistently won the Formula One Grand Prix. I don't know for how many years now, understood to be the fastest driver in the world. Where would you rate yourself against him? Uh, in terms of responsibility and following the rules of the road, <laughs> about 10. Um, but in terms of his skill, I'm, I'm like a, a, a two to his 10. Exactly. And here's the thing. Lewis Hamilton, when he learned to drive, and he also started at eight years of age, interestingly, because I read up his story. Lewis he and I, look at us. Hey. There we go. You have a lot in common. Um, he's just a few years younger than you, but you have a lot in common otherwise. He went through a very steep learning curve when he learned to drive. And still today, after 30 years of driving, he's still going through a steep learning curve. And his learning curve is constantly on the up. Whereas if you look at your eye, or if you look at, or let me put it to you this way, would you like to take a drive if your grandfather was alive at the age of 98, would you like to take a drive to the shops with him or not? Definitely not. It would be terrifying beyond measure. And in fact, the longer he has driven for, in many ways, the worse his driving has gotten. And when we look at experience and we put time to that experience and we say, but hang on a sec, your grandfather's 98. If he was anything like you, he started driving 90 years ago. That is a lot of experience behind the wheel. And Lewis Hamilton, who's been driving for a third of your grandfather's life, who runs a 10 out of 10 in skill, sees your grandfather running a two out of 10 in skill. When we look at experience, we have to understand that time in its own right is never enough to evaluate it. So then just wrap it all up for me, Pablo. How then do we measure the, the experience we need, the skill we need, the health we need, the support then, we need, the, the experience? What is appropriate? We need someone who's got the right context. Asking someone to come from corporate life into your SME, that related context is too far apart. We need someone who has occupied a position that you can identify with. If someone was the chief marketing officer of Vodacom, for example, or MTN, and you're asking them to guide you on your marketing efforts in a business doing 10, 20 million a year, when 10, 20 million was the budget on an annual, a monthly basis for them, context matters. The extent to how they describe their successes or failures is always going to be communicated and evidenced, truthfully or not. When someone says, I launched this company in Timbuktu, and it is a big company. Know this, they always launched it with a team. And within the context of that team, did they lead it or were they led? So your ability to have a real discussion about their real history is vital to you finding the appropriate experience for you to make a good decision on how to accelerate your opportunity or get a problem solved. If you get it wrong, Bruce, it'll be an experience of one of the most expensive costs you have faced otherwise. 
You know the story of Ronald Wayne, right? I don't. Ronald Wayne, very briefly, uh, was uh, hired by shareholders in Apple because they were really nervous about the lunatics of Jobs and Wozniak in the very early days. And Ronald Wayne had some corporate experience in his 30s and was put in charge of these guys. And in a couple of weeks, he just chucked in the towel because he just couldn't cope. He'd come from from a a far more structured environment. He was a a very disciplined and capable guy. um, And he bailed. Uh, he bailed. He just couldn't handle it. And he gave back shares that he was given in Apple. It cost him a flippin' fortune, absolute fortune. Uh, but he was very grateful that he didn't stick it out because he knew he just wasn't right for them and they weren't right for him. You've got to be able to choose the, the right jockey for the right pony, I suppose. Absolutely right. Thank you, Pablo Fatidis. Pablo Fatidis, founder at Auric Business Accelerator.